0: podcast platforms be sure to give me a follow on facebook instagram and tiktok as well at matt stocks dj that way you can keep up to date with all of my live q a dates my dj performances and of course who's coming up on the show as well but without further ado let's crack on with the show shall we here we go
1: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
3: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Check, check. All right, KISS Cruisers. KISS Army and Navy, rock and roll legends from the land and sea. Welcome to the 11th annual KISS Cruise. Make some noise if you're having a good time so far. Let me see a show of hands. Who's been to every single cruise? Wow. And let me see another show of hands. Who's having their first ever Kiss Cruise experience right here, right now? Me too. Popping my cherry with you. It is a thrill and an honor to be here. Uh, In case you couldn't already tell from my strange accent, I'm from the UK. Birmingham, England, to be precise, the home of heavy metal. My name's Matt Stocks. I do a podcast out of the UK called Life in the Stocks, uh, where I interview musicians, comedians, actors, and legends. Uh, Gene and Paul have both been on the show, so I've had the pleasure of chatting to those guys, and uh, it's a real honor to be here today. We're going to be recording this hopefully as well, so if all goes to plan, this will be going out on the podcast at a later date so we can relive the experience together. But enough about me. No more shameless self-promotion. What do you say we get the captains of the ship up here right now? Please make some noise for Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, collectively known as the hottest band in the world. Give it up for KISS. Have yourselves a seat, gentlemen. I just saw Tommy playing some golf. Anybody doing the golf with Tommy earlier on at the back? He's got a mean stroke. <laughs> hey, Eric and Gene. Is this for me? No? Hey! No, this is for you, right? Hey there! Make some noise for KISS one more time, ladies and gents. <laughs> Do you want to just test all your microphones quick, gentlemen? Make sure they're working. Testing,
1: testing. Hey, testing, testing. Check.
0: Do you want to check your mic, Eric? You can't get him to say anything. One, right. two. There we go. On yeah. this day in history is what about the theme of today's conversation. Gene, you don't need a mic. Oh
4: yeah. <laughs> what, what
0: about Gene's product placement?
4: Look at this. Selling anything again today? Yeah. Go to shopgenesimmons.com
0: So Bear, if we turn around, everybody, this is my friend Bear in the cap there, giving you a wave. He should have a little line of Kiss Cruisers. Uh, Every single one of them has pulled out a photo, I guess from the internet, maybe from a personal collection, uh, and we're going to go through each photo. It's going to be projected on this screen behind us here, and they're going to ask the bands kind of what's going on in the picture. So if each person wouldn't mind setting the scene, talking about where you found the photo, how you heard about the photo, what's going on in the
3: photo. You know, can I just interrupt because I'm in charge? (laughs) The captain. Um... People have been asking, and I I thought we'd start off just by, yes, there will be a KISS Cruise 12, and we're going to start a whole new series of cruises, and yes, we will be on the cruise, yes, we will do a sail away, playing loads of tunes, we'll participate in all kinds of uh, fun events that we're doing now. Um, there'll be great bands. Um, Kiss Cruise 12, will have Soul Station. We'll have Gene Simmons Band. Tommy's going to do Tommy and Tommy Thayer and his friends. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, and Eric's going to pass the hat around. Yeah. So um, are we going to play in makeup? No. This is the last of that. But, yes, we we will be on the ship. We're going to play the same way we've been doing it since the beginning, doing a a sail away. We'll have, you know, KISS uh, tribute bands, we'll have real, you know, cool bands like the bands we've had all along. Nothing's gonna change. This really is your community. This is a worldwide tribe. And I know that you people get together because you wanna get together. We're kind of the soundtrack to your party. so. The party's going to keep going on, and, and we're, we're looking actually at January. It's uh, January of, of uh, 24. How about that? That's
0: an exclusive just for you guys. I want to mention very quickly before we jump into this, the Sail Away show was so much fun for me as a fan of your band to see that side of not just your musical personality, but your personality personalities. Can I,
5: just, can I just just compliment you on how what a big fan you are of us wearing an Alice T-shirt?
4: I was just going to say it to you, Gene. He was such a fan, he enjoyed it so much that he wore an Alice Cooper shirt.
5: And by the way, that's a very nice mustache. Eric, why don't you
4: give him your shirt? Take it off, Eric. You probably should. Take it off. How much do you guys
0: enjoy the the no makeup shows because it's a whole different experience. It looks like you're having the time of your lives up there. It's a lot more loose and laid back. Um, talk to me about the experience of those shows. I imagine you don't get to do them very often. So when you do, do you all love it? Well,
3: this is a special group of people. The people who come on the Kiss Cruise are the, the fanatics. They're, they're the, the leaders in the core of the Kiss Army. So we can do things for you that we would never do otherwise and um, we also don't feel the pressure of trying to be perfect, um, so we go up to have a great time and just play what we feel like playing. So it's really, really fun for us. Is that? Am yeah, I it, it's
1: fun to play those songs that we usually don't get to play, and this is the uh, the forum to do that. This is the place to do it. So that's. I hope you like, you know, when we pull those out, uh, like yesterday. Gene, what was your favorite song from
5: yesterday's set? Actually, two-timers an interesting. We, uh, can you raise this a little bit, my friend? Just gave me the same EQ as It's Mr. pretty Costa. loud. Turn up the monitors S- on same, stage, Same, same EQ. What? The two-timers, interesting because you forget, you know, we had to relearn the song because the arrangement is strange. The solo comes in before the second chorus. It's really, for those of you that don't play instruments, it's a strange kind of a uh, song. Anyway, I digress
0: because I love the sound of my own voice. Back to you. Shall we get this on this day in Kistory slideshow underway, ladies and gents? It's a bit of show and tell happening on the boat right now. Shall we get the first picture up? On the screen, I'll be amazed if this all goes to plan. So far, so good. Gentlemen, if you want to take a awesome. look behind you.
3: That was us in Kyoto, Kyoto, Japan, which is a sacred area where there's uh, some of the oldest temples. And um, we were all dressed in kimono. Um, and, you know, it was awesome. It was uh, early on. It was the first time we were in Japan. We broke the Beatles' record for concerts at the Budokan. And um, it was
4: amazing. You know, what? Paul, you were there? How was it? Yeah. Paul, tell yeah. them the story about when you landed. That's the great story.
3: Okay. So we had a Pan Am. Pan Am was in airlines back then. You don't remember that because you're all so young. Anyway, Pan Am had a... a KISS JET, a 747 that we flew over to Japan and we had made arrangements that when we got off the plane, we would get off the plane in makeup and full gear because there were going to be thousands of fans. So as, as it would happen, the customs official that was supposed to be there, well, the flight ran late. So we got got there, we were all in full gear, we get off the plane, we got to go through customs. And the guy we were supposed to see was gone. So they made us take our makeup off so they could make sure it was us. And then we put it back on and got in the cars. And I was terrified. Um, Gene and I were in one car together. The car was covered with people, you know, and I'm like just pissing myself.
0: Okay, one
5: other, one other uh, thing, because our memory, you know, it's a long time long time ago before most of you were born we had fake limos with fake kiss going one way hoping that some of the fans would go after that it didn't work they just jumped like ants on a pile of shit in the middle of a forest we were we were the shit of course we are
1: speak
3: for For yourself yourself.
1: hey fellas so we have a question actually from the gentleman who picked this this is chris Say hello, Chris.
0: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: Pretty so, good,
3: Chris.
0: Right on. So, um,
1: was this a hike or something like that? It was, like, was it a hike you guys were on, or did you just kind of s- find the statue? On the you try hotel, hiking
3: or? in eight-inch heels, okay? <laughs> what do you mean a hike? Was it a hike? Yeah, from the car to the temple. Now that's in the center of Kyoto. Yeah, no, that was... That, yes, as Gene was saying, that was in the the center of this very holy area of uh, ancient temples. There was no hike. It wasn't like going up Mount Fuji or anything. Right,
5: right. By the way, could one of our wonderful, wonderful crew give this fine, delusional gentleman a kiss T-shirt?
0: I've got the jean one in my room. I should have worn it. I thought it would have been too much. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Can, can you get this man a
5: kiss? Have some self-respect. Wear the
0: colors. I was down taking photos of your set yesterday in the jean and I, t-shirt, uh, and you were like, nice t-shirt, and I was like, yeah, so. Yeah,
5: yeah, great. I love the accent, by the way. Nice fake
0: accent. Yeah,
1: here I am, <laughs> work my fingers to the
5: back. Yeah, fuck off.
0: Wear a kiss t-shirt. All right. Jeez. Thank you, Chris, for your Thanks, question Chris. your photo. Cheers, Chris. Uh, Let's bring the next Kiss Cruiser up and we'll get a new photo on the screen.
1: This is Richard, everyone.
2: Hey, Richard, how you doing? I'm awesome. Nice to meet you. First of all, thank you. you found some good photos. (laughs) Thank you to Paul, Gene, Eric, and Tommy for adding this first week to the cruise. I'm a diehard fan from the 70s. I never thought I'd get on the Kiss cruise. My wife got a part-time job just to get me here to meet you. It's a dream come true. Thank you.
3: Thank you for being here. Thank you. You picked a really great photo.
2: Thank you. So, my question. Please enlighten us with all the details you can possibly remember about this epic night from 1974. And what's with all the different outfits, which as far as I know were never used again? Was Um, there any intention of using them anywhere else?
3: No. Actually... We were working with a photographer named Norman Seif, and Norman did the Hotter Than Hell cover. We also did a session where we set up, he set up something that was very Fellini-esque. Fellini is an Italian director who um, was known for his kind of very freaky and outlandish films. So he set something up in a soundstage. There were beds hanging from the ceiling, there were people with hoods on and bird bird beaks and things of that sort. And there I am. Uncle Gene is is uh, wandering away. He goes
4: walkabout from time yeah. to time. He's telling them to get off his lawn.
3: Yeah, come
4: on, Gene. We're still talking. <laughs> he's he's we're, mad because they're talking loud yeah, over there. Yeah,
3: we're we're still talking. That was um, in L.A., right? Yes. Yeah, so that was in L.A. and. Um, if you can notice me down at the bottom I was so drunk that I wound up being locked in a car and I couldn't find my way out so I stayed in the car for a long time and um, that very pretty well you can't see most of her but the the silver goddess that was there wouldn't go home with me because I was drunk so
4: that. who's the older woman here? Uh, that was mine. Yeah. That that night. Would, uh, <laughs> up there, that older woman looking like crazy at the guy up there
0: with the white jacket.
3: That was my yeah. date for the night.
4: I, be- <laughs> I, I believe it.
3: And Gene, brought- actually, when we got back to the hotel, we were staying at the Ramada Inn on sunset, and Gene um, jumped in the pool in his full outfit. He looked like the creature from the black lagoon, right. <laughs> Just- It's my job. And I woke up. Wait a minute. Go ahead.
5: I carried his legs. Bill O'Coin, our then manager, who passed away, sadly, carried him, you know, under his arms. And on the way to the car, we both agreed we got to put him someplace because he's going to hurt himself or uh, God knows what's going to happen. What is this thing drunk? What is that? And on the way, he was laughing and going, I love you.
3: That's true, you know. Yes, that, that's true. That's true. And I do love you.
4: Some things never
3: change. Any other questions, or should we roll
2: to the next yeah. photo? Was there, any, was there ever any intention of using those costumes ever again? Because they only, they only ever appeared on the back of the Hotter Than Hell cover. Was there any ever intention to use them again? No, they were just props.
1: Gone. One and done. Thank you, bud. Good answer, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. All right, coming up next. We have... This is Mark. Hey, Mark.
0: Hey, how are you?
1: I'm doing oh, all right, Oh, my man. God.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where did you dig this one out? Uh, Google Images, I think. <laughs> it's a Sorry, lovely Gene. picture of Gene and his mother, right? It is. Uh, so my name is Mark from Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, this message is for Gene. Jean. Uh, Jean, Gene, tell us about your relationship with your mom and the things that she did to support you and KISS uh, when you first started out in New York.
5: <laughs> uh, it's tough, you know. Uh, my mom's no longer here. She lived to be 94 years old. And uh, let me tell you something. We we all grow up, and we have people around us. Your friends, you know, think they're cool, hey man, let's hang out. Don't listen to your parents. You're fucking idiots. The wisest person in your life is now will always be your mother. And everything everything she ever told me was spot on. Don't use drugs. Don't get high get rid of your loser friends, work hard, everything that I've eaten, your vegetables, like all that stuff that your mother tells you that is spot-on true and all your idiot friends are, hey, man, as soon as you hear, hey, man, you know bullshit's about to come out. Get rid of your loser friends and listen to your mom. I don't know how else to say this. And uh, ironically enough, when Paul and I... Yeah, go ahead. What did your mom call me? Where's the bum? Because if you didn't have a job, you were a bum. And Paul did. You know, he drove a cab or sold crack on the corner. You know, I don't know what he did, but he would come by to pick me up because I didn't drive until I was 34 years old, you know. You had to buy a car. I don't and you're still learning. Still learning. Oh, yeah. I'm a horrible driver. So he'd come and pick me up to go rehearse or something. And literally, I was there when it happened. He was saying, so, you know, he's hanging out like a, like a, you know, kind of a street guy with his arm outside of his Mustang. You know, I was talking to you know, whatever he's talking to me about. And my mother says to you,
3: Stan, please, this is a quiet neighborhood. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll go back to the other side of the tracks, you know. Yeah,
4: this is so a quiet neighborhood. So true. how about when you would call and ask for him? When, she, when you said, can I speak to Gene? Oh. one day i call up the
3: house <laughs> and i say hi you know his mom was wonderful she was you know what she did for him is what what you hope parents would do i mean she did whatever was necessary to support him and to build him up and to make him feel like the most important person in the world until he met me but <laughs> but One day I call up and I say, "Hi, is Jean there?" And she goes, "The king is on the throne." And I go, "I go, okay, that's very nice. Uh, Is Jean there?" And she goes, "The king like it's like it's a secret password. The king is on the throne." I go, "Yeah, okay, the king's on the throne. Can I talk to Jean now?" And she goes, "The
5: king is on the throne." In those those days, you'd have one rotary telephone on your table and you didn't have phones in the bathrooms that was considered vulgar and stuff like that and I'd work, you know, I had day jobs and I didn't like public toilets or anything and I don't know what shower means to this day so, that's true that's true, true. and so I would hurry back I lived with my mother's house you know, until I was in my 20's in fact, that's how you know Jesus was Jewish he lived with his mother until he was 33 years old (laughs) And he thought his mother was a virgin. And then he went into his father's business. Oh, and his mother thought he was God. That's a Jew. So I literally would hold it in as much as I can. Sometimes I shit in my diapers. But mostly, I'd make it back to my mom's house. And all but mostly. And, you'd, you know, I'd run like an idiot who just won the lottery. Oh, to, to the bathroom. And you did not. So Paul, of course, would pick the right time. When I was doing my business. And this is before eBay, because I could have made a few bucks selling my shit.
3: You sell shit now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So
0: go to shopgenesimmons.com.
5: You know what I mean?
0: Mark, thank you for a great photo great there. That was a really good one. Thank you. Okay, bring up another cruiser. I have another. This is Grace, everyone. Hello, Grace. Here we go, Jean. Have a look at this one. Very cute.
1: I know. I love this photo. Oh,
0: my God. (laughs) This little putz is telling me to fuck off right
5: there.
1: (laughs) See, that's exactly what I was wondering um, to ask you all about. Um, The kids look like they're intently looking at you and listening to you and not terrified, um, which I probably would be meeting y'all like at five years old. Um, So I was wondering what y'all are discussing, and did you help them out with their makeup?
3: Gene was saying, "Where's the bathroom?" <laughs> this is uh, 1970,
5: 1975. It is. We were playing Flint, Michigan, and we got, <laughs> yay! And we got word about this place called Cadillac, Michigan, a real place where most of the adults went off to work in Detroit because of the car thing, so very few. Anyway, there's a whole iconic story about a guy named Jim Neff who wanted to teach English and came to town, but they needed a football coach, and they asked him, you know, do you play? Oh, sure, I'm a football coach. Literally, he knew nothing about football, and that football team in Cadillac lost every single game they played. And he, this guy Jim Neff, doesn't know anything about football, but he notices the guys who are practicing are saying things, deuce, man, you know, or shudder, and, and he's asking, what, what's all that stuff? Hey, man, you know, there's this kiss, man. We're all fans. They're showing him tattoos and stuff like that. So he finds out about it. So he creates this idea of getting their favorite passionate band to transpose into their team thing. So they came up with passes and stuff named after the songs, they started winning. And they won the state championship from nothing. So the uh, guy, Jim Neff, the coach who'd never coached in his life, you know, from nothing to everything. I'm sorry, am I interrupting your story? And so (laughs) we found out about it. And we went down there in full kiss makeup. You know, just to say, hey, thanks, you know, so much kind of thing. We had no idea the entire town turned into a KISS town. KISS Boulevard, everybody's in KISS makeup and all that stuff. And that night, literally the state senator, the mayor, his wife, everybody's in KISS makeup. And that night we performed a show at the high school and, of course, caught the place on fire. But that's in the gym floor because we're taking photos And this little putz literally is telling me my makeup is wrong. (laughs) I'm not even making that up. He's explaining to me. Look, he's looking right right. in my face. Look at my face, wide open. You can see
0: that in the facial expressions now. You
5: were just born. What are you talking about? Literally, that's what happened. Now you know.
1: Thank you so much.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/host.
0: Great I think we have two more photos from the vault.
1: We do. This is Jamie in his photo. Hello, wow, Jamie. Wow, old school. Hi, guys. Uh, Tommy, Eric, thank you all so much
3: for making this happen. It's awesome. This question is actually for the old guys in the band, like me, Paul and Gene. This promo post uh, picture goes back, like, 72. I'm wondering, at this time period, what you're thinking. You're thinking about the future and Paul's evolving look. And I wonder if you could just expand. I'd love to know more. Well, sometimes people see that and think that was the original makeup, and it wasn't. Um, I had the star, and we had an album done, and we were actually playing And Neil Bogart, who was the president of the record label, had issues with me dancing around on stage, and he thought it was flamboyant, and that uh, I should kind of like, you know, be more macho and rugged, (laughs) like Gene. (laughs) And um, for some reason, I went along and said, okay, you know, and I, I didn't know what the hell to do, so I painted this raccoon mask, you know. I mean, on my face, and it lasted about a month, and I I finally said, kids, cover your ears. Go fuck yourself, okay? You know, we are what we are. It's It's not that different than when we got signed to Casablanca Records. He wanted us to take our makeup off. We were originally gonna be signed to Casablanca, but, it was based on us taking the makeup off and we said you know my way or the highway so we kept the makeup but kind of as a concession when he said you know change the makeup I changed it and then went, this this just isn't me and you know if you want to wear that makeup you can but I'm I'm the star child buddy None of you were
5: there to see the epic event. Paul used to have uh, leather hot pants. I don't know if you know what hot pants were, but girls used to wear them way up, high t- and they had studs on it. And that night, of course, it busted open. And it was a night to remember. Liver and onions.
3: That was one of the nights where they said, you're really playing with big balls. know yeah, that's right.
5: As a matter of fact, we used to call Paul uh, "Tall Paul" with the king-size balls. That's what. Thank we used to. you very much.
0: <laughs> Tommy and Eric, how quickly did you guys take to the makeup and the application of it? Did it come to you naturally? Did the guys show you the way?
4: Well, the, f- the first time I ever had makeup on, actually, Paul and Tommy at Niels Lozar's studio. They sat there and showed me step-by-step step how to do it. And I then from that point on, I've done it on my own ever since. But I can't speak for Tommy because you had done it earlier. You Wait. did it as a kid.
1: Yeah, actually, when I was a kid, I put makeup. I messed around with a lot, like a lot of you guys have probably, Halloween and that sort of stuff. And then uh, I was in a – I had a tribute band called Cold Gin for a short period of time, and it was really fun. And uh, But I got to mess around with it then as well, and uh, – that was a lot of fun because these guys actually, all three of these guys came and watched us and, you know, laughed at us and all that kind of stuff. So. Cold
5: Gen was uh, making so much money they toured
1: Japan. Yeah, one day I got a phone call. And it was Gene and Paul. It was a conference call. And they said, so what are you guys doing? And I go, I don't know. We're going to go to Japan. And they're like, well, you know, that's interesting. And, uh, you know, maybe you should think about your, uh, you know, rethink this a little bit because it was kind of all of a sudden becoming kind of a thing. But. It was fun, and and we just uh, it was interesting because I think these guys saw that I could put makeup on and get up and do that. So maybe in the back of their minds, you know, they knew that later on when no, things happened.
3: In, in all fairness, you just were the natural person to join the band. It, it it really had nothing to do with, you know, I think Tommy sometimes gets a bum rap. Oh, he was in a tribute band. Bullshit. You know, Tommy was in Black and Blue. There was a platinum act. And Tommy enjoyed doing this uh, KISS band. Hold on, my five-year-old stepson over there is talking.
2: (laughs) Um,
3: So Tommy, you know, Tommy worked in so many different capacities with the band and has always been dependable. And the old story, you all know that when we put the... um, the tour back together with the original guys, it was Tommy who taught both of them how to play their part. So, you know, you know, Tommy, Tommy deserves to be here, and we wouldn't be here and be who we are without Tommy. So, um, <laughs> kudos to Tommy.
5: Okay, okay, I, I got to say something. Yes, yes, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, can you hear me? So, the okay. the uh, heartbeat and the secret weapon that we have is Eric Singer. <laughs> not Woo-hoo! not ju- you have no idea what happens after a concert. You know when you're depleted and you say, "Hey, come on, let's go And he's running around the block. He's got more energy after the concert than before. He won't talk until about one o'clock. Says he's just sitting there like a mummy. And then at one o'clock, I'm up and like a, one of those wind-up toys. But I want. Uh, Am I right? So I want to tell you something. Two o'clock. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> sorry to bother you. Uh, but Eric is a secret weapon because he may be the best singer in the band. His, his range is higher than anybody that we have. It's always spot on, and he's always aware not just of what the drums are doing, but what everybody's parts are doing. So when we're rehearsing, he'll stop and say, wait a minute, what do you know, that part and all that stuff? drummers, you can get drummers. But a musician and a band team member, that's our
3: secret weapon right there. I I don't know. I was just thinking about, because Mr. Chatterbox over here who, who talks no matter what's going on. I remember once being in Japan and it must have been three or four in the morning. And we're in I don't think we were in. We were in like in Osaka. We're, I look out. I look out the window, and the streets are completely empty. And it's like Pac Man. I see.
4: I see Eric walking down different streets, and <laughs> the streets are completely empty. Now, Tracy, you, you'll, you'll bear with me. I was having a panic attack.
3: Uh, and That's what it was.
4: I flipped on the hotel. I couldn't breathe. I had to go down. <laughs> and Just there he is, outside. like
3: Pac-Man, walking down <laughs> different streets. I'm, I'm
4: like on the 30th floor looking down. Oh, my God, that's, that's Eric. <laughs> the next day he goes, were you outside walking at like 4 o'clock in the morning? I go, yep.
5: He was having a panic attack because he was worldwide famous, making lots of money, and all the chicks wanted him.
4: Hey. <laughs> Gene, it happens. I don't know how to explain it. People that get them though, they know what I'm talking about.
0: Eric, what was your connection to Kiss before you got the call to join the band, and when that call
4: came, you
5: snuck into concerts when he was. I actually
4: used to play with Alice Cooper. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I was in New York recording uh, with a band called Badlands doing the record, and the, the manager was this guy Paul O'Neill who used to do Trans Trans-Siber- Siberian Orchestra. Anyways. He managed some other people. This guy, Dennis Feldman, Dennis St. James, he was going to be playing bass in Paul's solo tour, and he went to the office one day. He goes, hey, uh, what's Eric doing? Paul Stanley needs a drummer. And he goes, oh, Eric's done with the record. He's just going home in a, in a couple days, and that we're not doing anything until June. So he told Paul about me. I got a call from the KISS office. They said, oh, Paul wants to meet you. Ironically, the office was literally right around the corner I walked over there and met with Paul. I gave him some CDs and stuff I played in, and then that night I was hanging out at the record plant, and Paul didn't say like whether he wanted me to play or not. He just kind of went, okay, cool, nice to meet you, blah blah blah. So that night I'm at the record plant, and I'm going home the next morning. And Jason Flom, who was our label guy from Atlantic, he goes, "Oh, Eric, I just came from the China Club, and Paul Stanley told me you're playing drums in his solo tour." I go, "I am," so that's how I found out. He told uh, Jason Flom and. Then I flew home. The day I got home, I got a call and I go, Paul wants to start rehearsals now. So I got on a plane and flew right back. And that was in the days of, you know, there was no phones. So I had a cassette deck on the plane with like 30 songs just trying to learn crash course of Kiss songs and Paul's solo record. And every day we'd rehearse and I'd just sit there in the hotel with the headphones rehashing it to try to absorb it and learn it. And then, the, And here we are, 33 yep. years later.
3: 33 years. I swear nobody puts more time or cares more about what he does in the band than eric eric is uh he's tireless he'll he'll rehearse even with soul station Eric comes in man, and he nails everything because it matters that much to him and uh well, because
4: the other guys can read it's like they can they can make charts and they can what we call fake they can cheat it, kind of get through it pretty quickly, and I have to know this stuff so I could be up to their level, because the guys that are playing in his other band, those guys are like, I call them Yo-Cats. Those guys are studio guys that could play on anything.
3: Yeah, but what's really interesting is, you know, when people hear that album or see the band, they would say, who's playing drums? And you couldn't take a great drummer from a hard rock band or a metal band and nail that stuff. I mean, Eric's vocabulary and his his background in terms of his music um, experiences, whether it was with your dad or whether the music you've listened to, you know, you're so far beyond, you know, the kind of drummer that,
4: yeah. As Gene if you 20, they tip you.
3: This is gonna cost more than 20 bucks, let me <laughs> tell you. But no, you're, you know, you're the goods. You're, you're awesome. Thank you. Nah.
0: There's a lot of love on the stage today. It's lovely to see. I think we have, do we have one more photo, Bert? We have one more. Lovely. Thanks, Jamie. All right, let's roll up the final.
3: You can tell, right? We, we hate each other. We, we don't get along at all. Um, we're so fortunate to have each other. We're really, really lucky. Now That's a great photo.
1: This is Jason, everyone. This is Jason. You might remember how are him you, young man? golf. He actually plays a mean game of golf, right? 50-50, something
0: like that. All right, Jason, what's your question for him? What's so- the photo, first of all? How did, how did you find this one? Well, my dad was on the Internet, and I really don't know how he found it. I don't know. It happens. I don't know. It happens. So my question is for Tommy. So this is a photo that is easily found on the Internet, but it made me think of it. As soon as, as a son of a decorated U.S. Army Brigadier General, what was it like growing up in a Thayer household? And what did your dad initially think about your career in music and and entertainment, and eventually as a member of KISS? What an amazing question.
1: Thank you. You know, this is great. Um, You know, we've all been blessed with amazing parents, actually, and... uh, Eric's mother is still with us, but everybody else, uh, you know, they've passed. And my father, uh, that's my father, James Thayer, he's a retired breeder general in the Army, like you mentioned. And, you know, he was a real, um, you know, real inspiration to me growing up uh, because he was a great father, number one, but he was a great civic leader, but also a a military hero. And he was in World War II and, and, uh, you know, he fought with the allies, and uh, did some amazing things over there. And uh, so we grew up, and my dad actually was a lot like me in a lot of ways. He was very kind of even, kind of mellow. He wasn't kind of crazy or anything like that. And he was a great father, and he was always very supportive of everything that I was doing, fortunately. So when I played music, he thought it was great. And obviously, when I became a lead guitarist in Kiss, he thought that was wonderful. And the cool thing was that Paul and Gene and Eric all got to know him. Uh, through the years, uh, because he'd come to the concerts, and then I was blessed enough to have these guys come up to Oregon one time, probably five, six years ago, when we were doing a fundraiser that involved my father, uh, his name being, uh, he's being honored at the Oregon Military Museum, you know, and we're supporting veterans and that sort of thing, so we were doing a big fundraiser, and these guys were, you know, great enough to come up to Oregon, and uh, we got up on stage and did a little music and raised a lot of money that night, and so... I'm always very thankful to these guys for always being so supportive, but also, you know, being supportive of my father because he really loved these guys too, and he was a great guy, great man.
3: You were lucky. Really, Tommy, Tommy's dad was an amazing, amazing, not only a human being, but somebody who liberated a concentration camp and uh, was a, a big, big-hearted person. We loved him. We were all lucky. I think Tommy really hit on something. We all had great parents. I remember Eric's dad used to come to our, our uh, solo shows. And, uh, you know, Gene's mom was uh, amazing. And Tommy's, Tommy's dad was great. My dad made it almost to 102 and uh, was just an amazing, amazing man who is with me today. So, you know, I, I don't miss him because he's here. Tommy uh, may have decided to
5: not mention it, but I will. His father is a real war hero, uh, which is exactly what makes America and your country, wherever you are, everybody talks to talk. Very few people are willing to walk the walk and actually do the hard stuff so that the rest of us can complain about bad traffic day or a bad hair day, of course I always have a bad hair day, but all that stuff. Tommy's father is about to be honored by the only World War II museum that's verified by Congress, by an act of Congress in New Orleans. They're talking about a, a you know, General Thayer, part of a new building and that's, those talks are currently
3: in order in New Orleans. And to, this is Tommy Thayer honoring day. Tommy, how much money have you raised on oh, behalf of the, this?
1: Probably between $5-10 And so the one night that these guys came up, we, we probably raised a million and a half, two million dollars with some, from very generous people up in Oregon. And, and it's just been a, a, you know, I'm just proud to say that we were able to do that and, and it worked out so well.
5: And it's important... It's important because it's not just a museum. There are a lot of young people who have no idea that just yesterday, Europe was in complete chaos, and we send our love and our respect to our Ukrainian friends. It's a tragedy what's going on there. But not too long ago, all of Europe was, was involved in wars, back and forth, back and forth. We don't want to point fingers necessarily, but fuck Nazis and, and Americans went over and Canadians went over. And when the world unites to fight evil, the world becomes a better place. We should all wake up and smell the roses. You can't let a cancer grow in one section and, and decide to sit back and assume it's not going to spread. This is going to stop because we're all going to do it. That includes Kanye. No more hate. we got to stop it. It doesn't matter where it comes from or
0: who it's directed. No more hate. On the subject of us together being stronger, it would be remiss of me to let you guys go before mentioning the Kiss Army, the Kiss Navy, your fan base. Every band on the world says their fans are the best in the world, and I'm sure they all believe it, but there's something very special about this. You want to
3: know something? They don't believe it. When other bands say their fans are the best in the world, they only say that because they know that they're not. These are the best fans and always have been. That's why it's called the Kiss Army because it started as a volunteer army. It didn't start with us. It started with a bunch of guys in Terre Haute, Indiana, who wanted to have Kiss music played on a radio station that wouldn't play it. And they went down to the station and said, If you're not gonna play KISS music by five o'clock today, we're gonna surround the building, and the, the radio station thought it was bullshit. Well, the station was surrounded by thousands, and they started playing KISS music. That was the start of the KISS army, and the best armies are volunteer armies, and you are the proof, and we love you, and we wouldn't be here without you, so God bless all of you.
5: The army spreads around the world. You see wonderful banners from all every country you can imagine. Colombia, como está? Mucho gusto. And the Belgium Navy and Finland. Uksi kaksi kormik. So even though and Swiss Swiss German Tommy's friend, Swiss German. Japan, all over the place. The point I'm making is that even though we're speaking to you in English, just know that without, we respect and admire, to the bane, Brazil. We respect and admire all of you no matter where you come from. Look at all those wonderful, wonderful Sabine and Chris. Canada, I, f- I speak fluent Canadian. I married a Nufi. Where is she? The boss, someplace. We love you. We wish you the best. And have fun. There's lots of stuff. That's right. Our Gene Simmons band is Canadian. So I'm going to stop talking. See, there's so many of you that we've uh, seen. Yes. (laughs) We recognize so many faces because some of you have come to every single Kiss cruise. It's crazy. That's it.
0: I'll shut up. What's the next couple of years looking like for both the bands and yourselves as individuals?
3: Well, I'm going to be older. Well, it's interesting because this is the end of the road tour. That's why it's called that. There will be no tour after this. But we've been faced with a dilemma because it's the end of the road, but they keep paving more road. You know, what's, what's happening is all all the countries, all the cities that we've been to... We go there believing this is the last time. And almost to a city, almost to a country, as soon as the show is over, the promoter says, can you come back? So are we coming back to a lot of these places? We are coming back. When, but it's, when, but when, it's the fans. Yeah, it's, it's the fans that demand it. And we're not going to let down the fans. The only people who hate that we keep going are the ones who don't like us and fuck them. I didn't I didn't mean to torture
5: you. So by the way, nice mustache. I didn't want to torture you, you so much, but next time wear a fucking Kiss t-shirt. Man overboard.
3: So <laughs> Don't me. So, like <laughs> Gene throw me to the lions. So like I was saying earlier, you know, what's in the future? There's yes, there were more Kiss shows until it's over and uh, will there be more Kiss cruises? we can't stop this because you people want it and this is your gathering we will be there when you get together so kiss cruise 12 absolutely um everything you expect it'll all be here including us are we going to play yeah are we going to play in makeup no but everything will be bigger and better promise please make some noise for paul
0: stanley tommy Thay, Gene simmons and Eric Singer, give it up for KISS. Thank you, guys.